Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and returning to the show, I've got actor Joe Corzo. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I know, I know. It's been a year, eh? Oh, yeah, already. I know, I know, I know. Did you want to tell listeners about yourself again? Because it's been one year. They may not know who Joe Corzo is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I am a actor here in Los Angeles, California. Started acting back in 2019, right before the pandemic. During the pandemic is when I kind of doubled down on the craft and career and really got my start into breaking into the industry from co-star roles to lifetime films to commercial Super Bowl commercial to now just uh, you know going through a strike and hopefully getting out of it in the next few days we'll see after this tentative agreement uh goes through and the how they rectify any of the concerns we have but um they have a few uh projects out or shows that are out from all rise to SWAT to NCIS Los Angeles to Animal Kingdom you could check those out on like Netflix or any of your streaming networks or you could check out my IMDb uh you can find that out there as well mm-hmm. to um, station 19 as well you were oh, in. yeah station 19 came <laughs> out yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. all and, right yeah All right. Anything else? But I know, like you said, the strike has just ended and you're working on some things. You've been in a number of commercials, right? Yeah, I've been on a few commercials. Um, Yeah, I was on a Toyota commercial still still airing right now. And uh, yeah, I had a a Walmart commercial that should have aired and then it it got cut. I mean, that's that comes with the game, right? It's uh, you shoot it, you get paid for it and it may or may not get aired. (laughs) All right. Why? Why did it not air in case listeners ask? Well, why did you get paid for it? And then it didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's that 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 is the age old question. It could be for many of different reasons. Could be uh, maybe it was too late for the season. Maybe it was, um, you know, too many commercials uh, or maybe just didn't work out. I don't know. And you never know. So many reasons. They don't really give you a reason. They just kind of tell you that it's not going to be aired Mm -hmm. or they'll tell you it will be aired. All right. All right. Or were you disheartened by it? Did you like that commercial or it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's, uh, I try not to dwell, you know, what's meant to me will be, I mean, I've, uh, you know, I've kind of learned that in my life, but of course it was a little disheartening in the beginning. Could have used that check, especially during the strike. But other than that, no, no hard, uh, no harm, no foul. I mean, Mm -hmm. which one is easier? Do you think commercial set or actually being on a TV set? Uh, easier. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, that fun. I, I, I mean, they're all they're all different. They're all fun. They're all the same. Uh, but of course, being on a TV set is just a. It's always bigger. It's always fun. It's like a lot going on. And you know, uh, for commercials, those are fun too. Don't get me wrong. And sometimes they put you up in awesome locations and get to. And the food's always great. They always take care of you with the food. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as for easier i mean obviously the commercial is gonna be easier you know right 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 well a lot of actors and actresses kind of look down at commercials what's your take to that where they say it's just a commercial oh man yeah for me commercials it, it just depends like um there's certain things i won't do i won't do like uh medication stuff or like uh things that promote like things that i don't do or or eat or you know what i mean or I don't condone. I won't do any of those commercials. I don't care how much they pay. That's just me personally. Uh, But other than that, yeah, I mean, 
I'm all for it. I mean, you get paid big money for it. (laughs) All right. And you said there's certain things you won't do. Does that pertain to TV and film as well? Would you have Uh, a sex scene or no? Uh, It just depends. Again, like for me, it just depends on the story. I'm all about uh, story. And if it it feeds the story, I'm for it. Uh, But there's like certain things I won't do. I won't necessarily play, uh, uh, you know, like a sexual predator or anything. It's just not in my brand, you know, and I don't really want to dive into that kind of world. And that's not for me. Okay. Um, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But you wouldn't mind what he calls sharing an on-screen kiss with the lovely lady, right? Oh, well, of course. Of course. As long as it's consensual for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't want to kiss, what if you don't want to kiss? Can they blackmail? you because you know this industry sometimes where okay well if you don't want to do that we'll move on to the next actor yeah, and that's and that's uh my prerogative right that's uh that's that's just what it is i mean again you're not gonna win them all you're not going to get every role in the world that's just impossible so for me my my philosophy is why would i want to force myself to work with people that don't want to work with me right why would i want to be in that kind of environment especially if it's going to be for months on end so if I feel uncomfortable from the get, then, and they don't want me to feel as comfortable as possible, then why would I want to be in that position? I guess like we talked about the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, those, there, there's that too, right? But again, it goes like, how much does that, uh, what is your worth when your peace of mind and your well-being is, you know, is in hand, right? Is is in, in Is that stake? So for me, it's like, I'm not necessarily the one to speak for other people, but for myself, I weigh those options three things right does it pay well um artistic uh value and um career advancement right Mm -hmm. and then though those are those three things that i really take into consideration at the end of the day it's like how do i feel and what is my is my well-being and my principles and value at stake and and won't compromise it i mean i'm 36 years old and i haven't done that yet and why start now you know right right you're 36 i'm just one year up on you <laughs> <laughs> hey, when i feel i feel younger baby it's how you feel but at the end of the day i feel like the experience and the wisdom that i've accumulated over those years and the amount of times that i've could have that i have or may have compromised my well-being and put myself in toxic quote-unquote positions not just in industry but in life itself it's like you realize you weigh those you know those consequences or those things and you're like you know what it's not worth it at the end right 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 it's just not worth it at all and sometimes things like you said are just not meant to be don't put yourself in a position where you're forcing something right exactly Right, right, right. So what was it like being on the picket lines? Because now the writers and the actors strike is over. Um, So what was it like being on the picket lines? Oh, it's actually, um, you know, I've never really picketed before. It was like my first kind of experience, especially uh, for something that, you know, I wholeheartedly believe in and in the union and, you know, just being a part of that, just being a part of a collective and a community. It was really awesome because, it fused between the writers and the actors and everybody else in between. And I got to meet people that I normally wouldn't have met um, because we're all busy if there wasn't a strike. And so I've made a lot of connections and a lot of friends and a lot of uh, experiences from just being on the picket line and really got to meet um, people that, again, like I normally wouldn't meet that are high level actors or writers and got to pick their brain. And some of them, 
you know, I'm still friends with to today and reaching out to them. So it's always really cool to know that there's other people passionate about what you are passionate about. And you guys are all there at one time fighting for a common cause. So that was really cool. There's a lot of support coming from not just the people in the industry, but outside of the industry as well. So that was always fun. Just hearing all the honks and the, you know, people coming in and donating their food trucks or their, um, you know, their drinks and all that good stuff. So that was pretty awesome. And yeah, just, uh, just the amount of camaraderie we had during that time. Right, right, right. Now, in case listeners ask, did you guys get what you wanted or did you guys reach that tentative agreement? So there's a lot of things that come with, you know, contract negotiation and especially from the us, right? The guys that are on the bottom line and aren't in the room and aren't in the negotiation uh, table. We really don't really have too much say until now, which is our vote on whether we agree with the terms of the agreement that has been, you know, given. And a lot of the stuff they're talking about and a lot of the the verbiage isn't ideal, especially when it comes to like AI and the replicas and, you know, the residual payouts for or just the compensation for streaming networks. It just seems very loopholey and uh, <laughs> very like, oh, it was, if it seemed very rushed. I don't know if that makes sense. It just seemed like, oh, I feel like there was a panic because they said it's the last and final offer that the AMTP would do. And I feel like, and a lot of people were kind of getting, uh, what is it called? Um, they, they were getting anxious. They just yeah, wanted this restless thing to, yeah, and over. Just, yeah, getting over it. And so they were like, okay, let's just, this is their final deal. Let, let's just, you know, see what we could do. And, and now that I look at it, I'm like, whoa, uh, I mean, we've come this far, right? We're already going into a holiday season. We're going to be in hiatus anyway. It's like, what's another one month or two months to renegotiate it? But we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I personally voted no. So whatever happens from it again, I'm with the union at the end of the day and I'm with the people. And I mean, I only could do so much. My voice could only go so far. Right, right, right. And those that voted, yes. Maybe there are some actors and actresses that voted yes. What do you I'm say sure to are. that? And I know you can't change their perspective no, or their not. opinion. So yeah. what do you want to say where they do say, yes, we need to get back to work. This is ridiculous. No, I completely understand. And I say yes, yes to all that. Yes, we do need to get back to work. And yes, I understand how you feel. But at the end of the day, like I said before, there's certain things that, you know, we say yes to right now for the moment. But we don't understand the ramifications or the consequences that open up for, uh, you know, any kind of misunderstanding or disadvantage because of something we want now. And, you know, it's like getting into a relationship too quickly because you're you're afraid to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, <laughs> Guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and how long, you know, in the, in the moment, in, the, in that moment where it, f- it feels uh, great and it fills that void for the moment, but then you're with the person who is like, you know, there's those little, those little things that you kind of compromise, which was like, well, we're not going to be spending that much time with each other as much as you thought, <laughs> but we could, we can hang out right now. And <laughs> then that's, that's what we got right now. And I feel like, it's like, yeah, we'll get paid this much money. And again, it's another three years. And I just didn't want to go another three years. And then we're back at the picket lines. It was like, if what's another month or two? And to really look over and really negotiate 
but I yeah listeners might ask are you guys gonna go back in another three years you don't know but in 2026 could there be another writer's strike or an actor's strike i mean again i can't predict the future but from the the feel of it and from where we are i i can't rule it out you know like we've already went through it we've been through it we see the effects that it has and yeah people start to listen but it will get it would get ridiculous to keep going there it's like you know i understand the the money side i understand the business side i i get what the production is doing i understand you know preserving their financial gains and all that good stuff right like if i was in their position then yeah okay yeah i understand i could see it but there's some there's got to be a place of understanding and compassion from their side too uh for the people on the bottom line again that we have to be protected and that's what the union is there for. And we, we need the union to really understand that. Right, right, right. Now, what do you want to say to actors and actresses that their TV shows have already been canceled due to the strike? Because there have been a few and there'll be many more even before the TV season starts. Some shows start in December and some will start in February. What do you want to say to those actors and actresses that are worried their TV show is in jeopardy? I mean, every TV show is in jeopardy. Everybody knows the game, right? That's what comes with the game. It's <laughs> no show is safe. No movie is safe. You could think you have the best show or you think you have the best movie and it flops. Or you can think you don't have the best show and the best movie in it. And it becomes one of the highest paid TV shows in the in the world. We don't we, we can never predict that. We didn't get into this industry for security. <laughs> if we wanted security, we would choose a different job. This isn't the game that we play. The game we play is about artistry and about sharing and storytelling. And it's getting tainted. And it's getting tainted because of that financial greed, right? It's getting tainted because of those things. All we want are livable wages at the end of the day. All we want is health and uh financial security, but we don't need the security of like oh a show is going to be running for forever because that's never been a guarantee you know but all we ask for is the protection in between those times when a show is canceled or when a show isn't picked up or when a show is or when a movie isn't being made or it's being postponed that we're being taken care of residually we are being taken care of uh you know with the unemployment in between that time or however you know what i'm saying being being protected in that sense Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the off season yes. that we don't get picked up for another show yes so again what do you want to tell those actors and actresses that their show has been canceled what do you want to, a message to them hey have faith keep going if the if, and get back to plays get back to the craft get back to you know go back go back to the basics go back to remember why you got into this in the first place and uh live for the craft live live by the craft you know what i'm saying because if you live by the money you die by the money mm-hmm. well i got a family to feed again <laughs> yeah again that's why it's like there's there's so many other businesses as well right there's so many other jobs again the the actor themselves we have to understand that just like athletes or anybody else it's like we're gonna get paid and it's up to you to put yourself in other uh streams of income i mean invest learn learn financial uh literacy learn i'm not saying that these people don't do that already but at the end of the day for like the younger artists and entertainers it's like don't put all your eggs in one basket if if finances is your concern then really uh become financially literate and understand how to and know that there's going to be those lulls and how to build a uh build capital and utilize that 
into investing, whether it's stocks, real estate, or other uh, other businesses, or any other um, venture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you want to write your own stories, right? Oh, definitely. Okay, what what is something you're passionate about? Maybe you want to write about this whole Hollywood ordeal. <laughs> nah, that's too much of a racket for me. Uh, oh. Honestly, uh, like, uh, yeah, I have a couple things right um, that I'm working on that I'm writing, um, and it's it's a lot of the, the things I like to write or are like the Hollywood ending, right? I always want everybody to win in the end. I want it to be motivational. Definitely want to have you feel good after watching uh what i put on what i put up uh working on a one-man show as well uh that's been in the making for a minute and uh, when i want to say one-man show is more for stage not necessarily for screen or film or anything uh but the other ones I, I have like a short film i'm writing as well it's a boxer flick and um and another thing i'm writing is actually a book for service i've been a server for about 12 years wow or, not 12 years uh 15 plus years and yeah. I want to write this book for uh, not necessarily just for servers, but for people that are on the grind as artists and have to work those odd jobs and how to uh, integrate what you're learning and what you're pursuing and how to utilize the business you're in or the job you're doing, the odd job you're doing and how to utilize that to kind of drive your career forward or your craft forward. Like I did stand-up comedy before acting. So I was, you know, uh, doing a lot of my networking at the Cheesecake Factory or Chevy's or Chili's, wherever I was working at the time. And um, a lot of my coworkers were one of my biggest fans. And, you know, building your fan base with like your regulars and your coworkers and uh, building those, building that, that, that's your first network, right? So right. Like learning how to have stage presence and memorization. I was memorizing menus and stuff. It was just like working on things like that, just kind of giving little tips on how to uh, implement, you know, what you're learning in your craft or whatever. It doesn't matter. Necessarily have to be craft, but it could be something you're learning in school and you're you're a business major or something like that. You could learn how your restaurant works as a business major as well. So just how to integrate what you're learning and where you're working at temporarily and being able to utilize that as a place to not just earn, but to also learn. Um, but yeah, just to kind of give a perception of that. So you're not always one foot in, one foot out of a company. You could actually add value there and have the company add value to you as well. Right, and, right. Yeah. All right, right. Well, I was about to say there might be an actor or actress listening saying I have ADHD. I can't memorize my lines or <laughs> yeah, memorize yeah, yeah. certain things. What do you say to that? Uh, I understand. I mean, I, I have the same thing. Uh, you know, I don't have ADHD, but I do have ADD. I'm jumping from one thing to another. As I'm reading, my brain starts to start thinking about other stuff. But I say, if it takes you three hours to read a one hour script, take the three hours. You know what I'm saying? And after a while, it's going to become a little more easier than that three hours becomes two hours, that two hours becomes one hour. And it's just all about discipline, having consistency. And you got to want it. You got to want it by any means necessary. Nobody's going to force feed it to you. Nobody cares about the dream more than you do. It doesn't matter when you get that Oscar, you get that award. Nobody's going to care more than you do other than probably your mom or whoever. But nobody else will care other than you. So you have to be the one that cares. Oh, there are people that care, wouldn't they? I would care if you would. I understand Oscar that, but, but at the end, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you're the only one who really truly cares, right? It's like I get you. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not family. <laughs> I'm not blood. But even they don't care either. But I you appreciate you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I care. I'm rooting for you on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like a lot of people have to, you know, pull their pull their own bootstraps up and really 
you're the one who walks the journey at the end of the day. There's a reason why we pay our agents uh, 10% and not 90%, right? Because we have to go the 90. Right, right. Well, the agent could, but then after that, the agent may fire you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So your stories, you like to tell true stories, right? Oh, uh, yeah, for the most part. Okay. Do you see yourself as a romance guy? Because I can see you in a romantic movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, honestly, uh, my one of my guilty pleasures are like uh, rom-coms or uh, those like sappy, you know what I mean? Like the notebook kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect scene. You get out of the shower, a lady comes in. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Kind of like those ones I see you in, you know, like you're the sweet, you know, innocent guy, you know? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you have a message for the listeners? What do you want to tell them this time being back on the show the second time? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you again, Donovan. But first off, like, thank you for continually to support me and to, you know, uh, be on this journey with me and to reach out and keep tabs. And yeah, I really appreciate that. And for the listeners, keep listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, whether you're following me or not, uh, just keep art alive at anything, uh, mostly local art as well. You don't have to just watch uh, movies at the movie theater. You could go to local plays. You could go to local comedy shows. You could go to lo local jam sessions. You could all that. And it, the art is still alive more than ever. Don't You don't have to wait for it. It's always going to be there. Go to the galleries. Go to You don't have to go to a museum. There are galleries out there that new artists are coming up. And yeah, just support it any way that you can physically like actually go there. You could definitely support online and all that good stuff. That's always fun. But just physically going there is always amazing. And uh, just like me, I just went to a couple plays this past few months and just live performance and live art is just i love it it's always inspiring all right did you want to throw out your social media platforms and your projects in case yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. want to you know take a look at you if you want to go and um, follow me on anything you can uh, just type in joe corzo my name on google j-o-e c-o-r-z-o uh, -O. you google that and a lot of my stuff will pop up or you go to joecorzo.com j-o-e c-o-r-z-o.com and all my links are there as well uh, you can find my Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Okay, okay. And some of the projects, just remind them again in case they want to see you. Yeah, yeah. So right now, SWAT is on, uh, is on. let's see, on Netflix and all that good stuff. What was the episode called again? Boom, boom, boom. If you want to check me out on that one, that was uh, season six, episode 15, to protect and serve. Uh, if you want to check me out on NCIS, that was season 19, episode 14. Or All Rise Season 3, Episode 3. Or uh, the latest one, which was uh, with um, uh, Station 19. That was Episode six, uh, 16, Season 6. So, yeah, they're all out there. The all okay, okay. Any final things you would love to tell us in closing? Yeah, again, just continue to, um, you know, follow your passion, follow your heart. Feel good, feel good. Now the world is, you know, in shambles right now. Probably always will be, but... All we have to do is uh, go within and really be at peace with ourselves so that we could be the peace around us. And I know that's very hippy dippy, but uh, I mean, it's true at the end of the day. I mean, I've been through some stuff in my life where I, I felt like I was out of control and wasn't at cause of my life. I was always at effect and letting the world or the people around me, 
you know, um, dictate how I felt. But then once I really took control of how I felt, how I responded and react, uh, how I responded and not reacted to situations, it really um, made life a lot more bearable to really just, you know, enjoy or experience. All right. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank actor. You can throw out your name again. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Donovan. Well, you guys have a great one. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. All right. Joe Corzo, thank you so much for returning. Thank you. All right, guys.